Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! <laughs> hey, Bo, how are you doing this afternoon? <laughs> you know what? I'm doing well. We're a mess. We are a mess. <laughs> but let me tell you something about us right now. We we yeah. are we we are uh safe. We are. And we are looking outside the window here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Right. You got to put some Nevada on this one because like the Nevada has been sweeping all over like around us and like this massive dust cloud. You and I, we just came back from lunch. Yeah. And we, we st- when we left, we could see the mountain. When we left, we could see the mountain. And then when we came back, no mountain. There's no mountains <laughs> because there's a giant dust cloud moving aclo- across the desert. And it is, it, it's eerie. It really is like that. That looks dangerous. Oh man! I mean, it is dangerous. I think I well, <laughs> we're gonna be all right. We're gonna no, be we're right. gonna be fine. But, but if like, you never hear from us again, it's because we got lost right, in a yeah, dust yeah, storm. Yeah, like, no, that's, that's right. <laughs> they'll come. Maybe someone will un- unbury us. Somewhere. Man, I am super excited. <laughs> we've got, ladies and gentlemen, a Squire Select. Ah, uh, yes, it is. And you know, we've Delicious. been we've been doing something this year, and we're continuing on in this tradition where we're taking a a spirit. And we're pairing it with pipe tobacco. Yeah, that sure. Is sure. what longtime listeners have come to know and expect from Squire Select. But we are carrying on the tradition of doing a little twist, turning yeah. that spirit into a cocktail, and then pairing it with pipe tobacco. Nice. And I'm really excited. And for better or for worse, we're also continuing the tradition of John David, master of pipes. <laughs> Doing the pairing of the spirits, the pure spirit, right, and the uh, and the pipe tobacco, and Bo, co-host of Country Squire Radio, the internet's own Country Squire Radio, <laughs> pairing it with the cocktail. So, so we'll see. We'll see how I do. I feel thus far, no one has has given me too harsh of criticism. I think so you've I, done a good job. I think. I think. I think I'm doing all right. I yeah. think we're doing good. So I'm, I'm excited, man. All right, <laughs> we're here in Las Vegas. Okay, this presented a unique challenge. Yeah, I, I'm eager to see how you're going to set this up because of what we're of what we're drinking today. I mean, this is not necessarily top shelf stuff. Right? Okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. This so, is so the true. Las Vegas element is is an important part of this. It's whole story. an extremely important. It's, it's the part. reason. It's the reason we're doing it. That's yeah. exactly right. And I mean, like, okay. So obviously, the listener has already known. They have seen the title of the episode. We will be talking about Jack Daniels. And so you see Jack Daniels, and you think Tennessee whiskey. Like that's. Yeah. You should be doing this from Tennessee. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what, is this, did y'all go to Nashville in the middle of your Vegas trip? Like, what's going on here? So, like, you know, I, I look, I understand. I get it. But what you may not know, especially if your reaction is to, when you see that as a title, <laughs> is that Jack Daniels was the favorite of one Frank Sinatra. He, that's right. Now, that's Frank right. Sinatra, like, we're talking about, if, if you had like a, a pantheon of celebrities that lorded over Vegas, that ruled over Vegas, right? Like like the, the, the kings of Vegas, if you will. The king of kings would be Frank Sinatra. It would. It would, it would maybe, maybe with Elvis in the mix too, but like, there is a... Fair, fair, fair point, fair but, point. But, but, you know... It, Las Vegas would not have the history it has in many, many ways, not just as an entertainment capital, but even as a destination. I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that have happened in on the main stage and behind the scenes because of Frank Sinatra in this town. That's exactly that's right. A, that's amazing to think about, but it's really true. Sinatra was such a fascinating character, right? Because he was he existed in a lot of different spaces. He was in entertainment, but he was connected to politics. He was connected to the mob. Like, yeah, like he all was. That. <laughs> 
he was a very interesting individual. And, and you know, I think that when, when I was trying to come up with like, right, what, what's the spirit that we need to do? Because you, you either go cocktail or you go spirit based yeah. on kind of location. And you have to do Jack Daniels. All right, so this is the interesting. Before doing the research here, I actually had no idea of like the connection between Frank Sinatra and Jack Daniels. Right. Because you think, you know, Frank Sinatra up on stage, you think that Rat Pack era of Vegas, you know, he's a uh, fly me to the moon and let me stay amongst the stars. Hey. Ba, da, ba, ba, ba. Hey. What's up, sweetheart? <laughs> yeah, no, like that whole, that whole bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, you in your head, like if you envision this, I mean, prior to talking and knowing about the Jack Daniels stuff. Yeah, sure. If you see him with the drink, what do you see him with? Like, like the picture, like describe the glass to me. I, even the glass. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm thinking like one of those, uh, you know, kind of 1920s, like little hourglass looking glasses. The, the hourglass you know? looking so exactly something, like something like that. Like the, it, I think those are like old fashioned champagne glasses. You yeah, know, something, like maybe something like that. I, I don't know really. But you don't think about like Jack Daniels in like a like a cup glass. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like what do you call like them? a rocks glass? Rocks glass. Yeah. But yeah. no, Frank Sinatra, man, he was big on Jack Daniels, and he was big on always having. Uh, drink with him when he was up on up on stage, and like the the notion here was that to him, uh, to hear his son ta- tell it, like like the 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 music that he sang was just as important as the spirit. The spirit was just as important to the music. That's interesting. And you got to think with with these Vegas shows, it wasn't just about doing it glitz and glam and that sort of thing. Especially back in that day, yeah, yeah. it was about the experience of being with this talent and being invited into. You know, to to the moment, essentially. Right. The Rat Pack that were great about that, right? They would create all of these different shows, and then like somebody would show up, and they would like you know uh, kind of crash in on everybody. Right. Yeah. It was that high energy, that good <laughs> like you know all coming together. But with Sinatra, it was also about taking a sip and having a drink with the audience. Wow. And isn't like when you think about like connecting with you want to take somebody out for a drink. He was having a drink with his audience. With his audience. I've yeah. never thought about it that way, but I guess that I mean if it's coming from his son saying that kind of thing, it makes a lot of sense, you know? I will never look at Jack Daniels the same way I have prior to doing the research. Do the research on right. Cuz like there's something connecting about connecting the dots. Yeah, there's something about somebody of Sinatra's caliber yeah. co-signing something. That makes you do a double take. Because I've, I've, I'll be honest, I have always written off Jack Daniels. Sure. I mean, like, just Jack Daniels. I mean, like, you know, it's like the cheapo thing that you I get mean, in I mean, I drank it in college. Like, yeah. In, in college, I, exactly. I drank it in college. You know, and, and, and if I ever wanted a mixed drink or like a, you know, a, a Jack and Coke, I mean, it's it's called Jack and Coke for a reason, you know. Drank a lot of those in college and still do occasionally. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it's America's whiskey, but... It, you know, it's not something I necessarily go buy all the time. Right, it's but, on top of mind. Of course not. Yeah. And I mean, like, typically for your shelf at your house, you're trying to keep a little something, you know, a little bit that you can be a little proud of, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, no, I look, you can now be proud of your Jack Daniels. I'm excited. Sinatra referred to it as the nectar of the gods. He was always <laughs> praising this. And much like you and Boodles and me and Goran Brothers Hats, he didn't get paid a dime for the fact that he kept on, like, talking him up. Yep. And he probably made them a lot of dimes. He really did. He was actually pretty good friends with some of the folks that worked there and everything. Always talked about how much they made the best whiskey on the planet. And uh, and yeah, man, Jack Daniels, he was, uh, his drink was a Jack ice and water. We're doing that without the ice and the water portion of it. But that's what we're <laughs> enjoying uh, right now. Yeah. And uh, hey, cheers. No, cheers, Bo. Clink, clink. Yeah, I don't even have... I, so, all right, full disclosure, we don't have glasses, so I can't even make the clink sound. Well, you know, we're in this, like, fancy lot... Well, fancy is kind of a... That is a stretch. That's a stretch, yeah. yeah. But we're, we're in a hotel in Las Vegas. Um, that is accurate. And that that is accurate. <laughs> and, yeah, there's no glassware in the room. It's yeah. uh, We got these uh, these precious little 
cups that we're uh, that we're drinking out of. So it's probably good that we're not, you know, doing uh, I don't know some really limited edition Woodford Reserve or something today, or you know, Buffalo Trace or I don't know whatever. <laughs> so here's the thing: after saying all of that and waxing poetic about Jack Daniels and everything else, and Frank's mostly Frank Sinatra, let's be honest. Yeah. But because I I find that the most interesting thing about Jack Daniels is Frank Sinatra's co-signing of it. Yeah. Sipping it right now, eh. I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah, no, that's and that and that's fair. I, you know, I, 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 I have a place for this. Like that, you know, there's sure. times that, like, you know, if I wanted a little whiskey on ice after dinner, after a long day, not really thinking a whole lot about, you know, what I'm going after. Like, this is great, you know. And I mean, it, I, I don't know. There, there's a place for Jack Daniel. I mean, I, I drink a lot of wild turkey, you know, and this goes in that same kind of category. Oh, sure, it's absolutely. Like, you know, it's a, it's a, you know relatively quality, you know, whiskey that, you know, you can get and it's really versatile and yeah, you know, I it, mean, it's, it's just standardized. Like at this point, yeah. you know exactly what you're going to get. You There's know not going to be getting. any hiccups or anything like that. Right. You got a little bit of sweetness up front, some pretty strong bite at the end. I think. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. It, it is a bitey whiskey, but that, you know, a lot of times when people drink whiskey, that's kind of what they're, you know, what they're going for. That, I think that's the old fashioned, like, man, you didn't walk into a saloon and ask for whiskey and, you know, want to chase notes of like, <laughs> right. oh, I don't get the dark chocolate. And right, the, right, right. You know, I mean, I don't really, there's no stone fruit in this whiskey. It's like, no, nah, you, you want it to, you want to, you want to feel like you got punched in the face when you drank it. That's, you know, you know what? <laughs> that is a fair point. Okay. We're out in the desert, you know, we're kicking it back. It's to actually, br- this days. is exactly where we should be. This to drink is exactly this. where we should be drinking. No, that's this. right. That's, yeah. that's great. It man. makes a lot of sense. You so know, this is what we're drinking. What should we be smoking? <laughs> that's what I want to Man, I did want to pair this with something that would smooth it out a little bit and um and and I, I picked something that is very uh accessible and uh you know I thought you know would be a a good fit for folks that are, are pretty much anywhere but it's a, a tobacco from a company we're all familiar with Lane Limited and this one is called RLP6. Oh now, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. RLP6 we've talked about on the show before. We may have even used it in a pairing before but um this is an incredibly versatile tobacco. It's it's sweet but not cloyingly sweet. Um, and it does, I, I think the, the smoothness of some of these lane blends, you know, they are, um, they, they are, you know, well-made aromatic tobaccos and really, uh, have a, you know, maltiness to them that I think pairs well with the, with the Jack Daniels, but it's Virginia's and Burley toasted Cavendish. And, you know, it has a nice amount of depth to it. The RLP six is flavored with uh, honey molasses. There's a kind of a nougat vanilla note there but uh it's just a creamy sweet tobacco that's not overly sweet and it's very smooth and and this is also tobacco that blends well with others you know if you wanted to maybe try to make your own concoction with even an english blend to sweeten up an english blend or you know mix it with some other aromatic tobaccos that maybe you aren't crazy about rlp6 does great kind of in that vein so but i thought the rlp6 the the silkiness of it, the, you know, cause it's, it's very approachable. It's very, uh, it's just very smooth. It kind of helps even out the rough edges of the Jack Daniels. And, and when you're smoking a pipe, you know, you don't want it to be necessarily too harsh of an experience. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I think, I think it worked well. All right, man. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. That's a good pairing. I see that. But you know, these days, I do pairings too. You so. do. <laughs> uh, well, so now it's time to bring in the big guns. Well, I wouldn't say that, but I mean, like, <laughs> definitely, definitely bringing in something. Okay. I, and, and before I, I, I pivot us, there is one extremely important fact that I forgot to mention. I feel bad about this. Yeah. Famously, Frank Sinatra was buried with a bottle of Jack Daniels. Oh, I forgot about that. So if you and I were to go I to his grave right, right now, yeah. 
That's right. It's six feet under with old blue eyes is old brown label. I tell you what. <laughs> or old black, black label. Black label, yeah. I, I tell you what, you know, that, that would be, you know, you, you think about like, um, what were those movies by those two brothers that did like, uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou and uh, is it the... I know who you're talking about, yeah. but I, I can never call their name. Yeah. I, they should make a movie about like like a heist movie, but the heist is stealing the bottle of Jack Daniels <laughs> in Frank Sinatra's Out coffin. of Frank Sinatra's grave. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> It'd be a grave, grave digger smuggling all kinds of weird I think, themes. I think that'd be amazing. That could be great. That could be kind of cool. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So we're, we're about to mix it up here. Now this... <laughs> figuring out that Jack Daniels was the spirit we should talk about in Vegas was not the challenge. The challenge was, okay, well, you know, in thinking about a cocktail, how do you make it Vegas? And that is, that is tough. So what I decided to do is like, again, I'm thinking Vegas, I'm thinking a little bit more classy. I'm thinking the, the hourglass type of, uh, you know, container. Yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, this is a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a whiskey. You know what I mean? Well, this is not like leaning hard into the bourbon, area this yeah. is not leaning hard into the rye it's not a like specific area super nuanced uh spirit here but it 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 it's very blunt force but it does the job it does it well blunt but versatile like the thing is yep. you can you can actually put it in a couple cocktails so you and i last night okay we you know we, we had had some dinner had a good time uh you're like hey let's like poke around some some casinos and everything we poked around casinos like ah oh, this is cool it's cool i got a place i need to show you this was awesome and so we went to and i forget the name of the hotel it's that the it's the cosmopolitan the cosmopolitan yep. thank you yep at the at the at the base of the cosmopolitan Which is right next to the bellagio right next so, to the bellagio at the yep. corner area you enter in and what you see yep is you see a barbershop <laughs> this is so cool it's a, i don't know how you found well you told me the story but like <laughs> it, the experience of everything that bo's about to tell you was just it was it was awesome so we go up to this barbershop which has a bouncer actually two bouncers but there's a bouncer at the door they just let somebody in so there wasn't currently a line which is nice there's people in there getting their neck shaved there's people getting yeah there are people getting cut and everything and it's nice so we're we're now standing out here the bouncer's like all right two guys Uh uh-huh and so he's letting us he's letting (laughs) us just kind of warm up the line a little bit you know like like let us hold it down yeah a couple bros like we're we're just helping him we're just hanging out with him you know that's right sort of thing so anyway i'm like and you know i've got kind of a i'm like all right i'm gonna be cool i'm gonna be you know i want to get through here and, uh, you know, as I mentioned, I was like, <laughs> I think you asked me, did you have to wait last time you got in? I was like, well, my date looked a lot nicer than you. <laughs> I was wearing something a little different. So I'd be like, yeah, we were able to get in a lot faster. Right. <laughs> right. Me and my wife. But anyway, so we, we, we wait. Unfortunately, the next bouncer comes out, kind of looks us over and it's just two of y'all. He's like, all right. And so they, they let us back. We walk back through the barbershop. What happens next, John David? Yeah. They, they take us into this, uh, room that is essentially a closet i think they might have even literally had like a utility sink yes right there was like a little utility yeah Yeah, and and a mop bucket or something and then um the guy raps on the on the door (laughs) metal door big heavy metal metal door door, very nondescript uh and what happens but the eye peephole slides open it it was just like out of the movies aggressively it it was yeah yeah, yeah. and these these beady eyes (laughs) stuck out of this peephole and like looked us over really good yeah and yeah. then he was like all right come on in yes <laughs> and then we go it was in. awesome it yeah. was awesome you got you got a great bar you got some live music that's going on dude playing like acoustic 90s best of oh you it know. was great it was we had it was a, great a blast and it, it, it was so if you ever are like in in find yourself in las vegas again on the you know las vegas strip like cosmopolitan hotel like 
you know, front corner of, you know, of the hotel, walk in barbershop to your left, just, just wait in line at the barbershop. It's worth it. It'll be worth it. Well, I, I told you as soon as we walked in, I, cause you didn't know what to expect. And so like, you're looking around, you got a big grin on your face. I was like, I, th- I feel like this is more the country. It accomplished the goal. Yeah, yeah. This was, this is where we need to be. It was awesome. And you know, I, I, I reference all that. I want to tell that story for two reasons. One, that's where we got our, our cocktail, but yeah, beyond that, it's also because we just recently did this episode on speakeasies. And in that yeah, conversation, we talked about like, you know, what's authentic versus what's very like fake. What I love about this place is obviously it's not authentic. It's Vegas. You don't need to speak easy in Vegas. Yeah, seriously. But at the same time, there's a, this one is more performance. It's more of like an immersive theater type of experience as opposed to just like a fake at like a hotel type of situation. Yeah, you know they what didn't I mean? just like, throw this thing together and we're like, oh, that'll be cute. Exactly. And people will think, you know, that that might happen somewhere like in, you know, our hometown or something, you know, but like, you know, that's not, that's not the deal here. Like this, it was like walking into an immersive immersive theater experience. It really yeah, I mean, was. Like, it was like it was really neat. You were cast in this this uh, this moment. It was so great. It was really, really cool. So there we this is now we now we've got access to cocktails, like quality cocktails. Like they've got a great staff. Top shelf. Top shelf. Yep. Absolutely. And you know, I get up there to the bar and I'm like, okay, I need to order a Manhattan but I need to order a Jack Daniels Manhattan. Now you were not with me when I ordered, but our, uh, our waitress, very lovely waitress who was helping us out. I, and it was loud because the music. Yeah. I was like, I need two Manhattans, but with Jack Daniels. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she gave me the biggest, like, you're like, what? What the like? heck? Like, like, do we even have that? I was like, well, no, they definitely <laughs> had Jack, but I was like, I'm asking her to make a Manhattan with Jack. Because, yeah, like, sure. typically, when you think about a Manhattan, you think about rye. Yeah. Or you think about bourbon, but you generally don't think Jack Daniels in a Manhattan. I tell you, though, it was great. <laughs> yeah, I thought really it was good. the perfect way to class this up because yeah. more often than not, when, you, when you're ordering a Manhattan, and which is, of course, the cocktail that we're making or that we, we've, we've had and we're about to pair here, uh, you know, it takes it, you, it, you can do it with rye or you can do it with bourbon. So the Manhattan in and of itself is very much a versatile cocktail. Sure, yeah. I think I've mentioned before, but my favorite version of the Manhattan is actually a, a Grammy Hatton is what we call it because it's named after my grandmother because uh-huh. she makes it every Christmas <laughs> and it's four parts bourbon to one part uh, uh, sweet vermouth uh-huh. uh, and then a, a little splash of cherry juice. You shake it up, and that's a that's a Grammy Hatton, right? That's there. it. It's, that's it's it. It's delicious. a giant shot, and it's awesome. But we we did it very much the classic way, and that's how we're going to pair it today. So we're talking about uh, Manhattan. We're using, of course, Frank Frank Sinatra's favorite. We're using uh, uh, Jack Daniels. A couple of bitters. We're talking about sweet vermouth, and that's it. That's it right there. What you yep. call a shot in a glass, which I find very offensive. It's just a giant shot. It's just a. It, that's all a martini is. So too. It's just There's nothing in there that's not <laughs> alcoholic except a bitter. <laughs> it tastes delicious, man. It was um, really, really good. Definitely yeah. got some notes of like uh, some some herbal undertones. Mm-hmm. It's sweet, but not too sweet. Yeah. And that's the beauty of I think the the Manhattan is that it's not like a it doesn't have like that sugary sweetness. It's not simple syrup or anything like that. The cherry that is typically used as garnish in and of itself is a flavor profile that is introduced because yeah. of the subtlety that the sweetness of the cherry provides, and because mm-hmm. there's not it's not competing with anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice. It's not overly complex, but you know complex enough, and it definitely makes you feel better, a little classier about drinking Jack Daniels. Because let's be honest, we are not Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Frank Sinatra can drink whatever he wants, and yep. It is classy. You and me, we got to dress it up a little bit. I know, bit. right? Yeah. <laughs> Doll this thing up. So here I am now with this uh, this cocktail. It's delicious. And I'm trying to think, okay, what do I pair this with? Now, I, I thought about going two different routes with it. For one thing, because the cocktail 
is generally, a Manhattan is generally complex. I was thinking about doing like a pipe tobacco that was kind of a little out of the way. Yeah. To let let the complexity of the of the drinks, you know, come through and enjoy it from that standpoint. But because this is Jack Daniels, and because like, I don't know, I, I felt like it needed just a little something extra or would benefit okay. from a little something extra. Yeah, sure. So I thought, well, you know, generally you don't have this sweetness, but because Jack Daniels can be such a punch in the face, and while the the complexity of the the cocktail does kind of help melt like mild it up a little bit, yeah, so to sure, speak, kind of kind of round it out. I think it could benefit from a good sweetness. And like I was as I was doing the research, I was really looking yeah. more for like more of a mild pipe tobacco, but I kept on thinking like, you know, it does need that sweetness. This is going to be an interesting pairing because you don't think about this particular blend yeah. when you're thinking like a late night enjoyment. I'm saying second breakfast. Bring some of that maple vanilla really? into the mix. Yeah. And I think that that would really be an interesting pairing. I and like kind of that. a Not contrast, but in like a good no. like melding of flavors. No, I think you're right. Yeah. All the flavor profiles, they're uh, married together. It's a, You get a, a molassesy, mapley note there that is um, you know warm and inviting. I think it's great. Yeah. Man, second breakfast with a, with a Manhattan. There you go. Awesome. I know. It sounds weird saying it. it out loud, doesn't it? But I think, I think, I think it's it'd be great. Good. Yeah, yeah. With a Jack Daniels Manhattan. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing how our listeners take it. The great thing about Jack Daniels is it make or the Jack Daniels through the lens of Frank Sinatra is it allows you to see things as more classy as you would have otherwise. Mm. Kind of like when you're enjoying a good quality corn cob pipe from our friends at Missouri Mearsham. Now, obviously, this is the era of Thanksgiving. The era? The, the age? The age of thanksgiving it's the thanksgiving season <laughs> and in the thanksgiving season you see corn cob pipes everywhere turkeys right. have got them in their mouth you know scarecrows have got all them the in pilgrims their mouth. and stuff yep but you know classy gents like you and me rock a corn cob pipe all the time yeah and our good friends at missouri Mearsham for thanksgiving got a little something going on too man they do so awesome sale right now going on if you'll head over to corncobpipe.com you can check out the promotions they've got going for the thanksgiving season all the way up through november 29th so be sure to go there this is a great time to get your thanksgiving corncob pipe going into Christmas time loaded up with your favorite holiday themed tobaccos and you know pair it with that uh with that favorite drink so it's the time to do it go to corncobpipe.com and check them out send some love Missouri Mearsham's way and they'd love to send you a, a high quality American made pipe and good thanks to our friends at Missouri Mearsham for sponsoring this show as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. question of the week. Question of the week coming in this week from Father Isaac. Father Isaac has been hooking Man, he's us. Been up. Lighting up our uh, mailbox. He really has. He's got some, but he's got some great questions for us. He says, "I bought my latest batch of chestnut in a 14 ounce tub. I know the old drugstore blend often comes in such tubs. Will that keep my tobacco fresh, or do I need to get a big mason jar to transfer mm-hmm. it into?" Uh, Father Isaac. So describe what he's talking about with this tub, this 14 ounce tub. Well, yeah. It, have you ever bought margarine? That comes in a tub. Margarine? Like, we don't use margarine in our house, but like, you know, like... Oh, oh yeah. Like one of those plastic tubs. Like Cool, cool Whip? Like Cool, cool Whip cool comes whip. in? Cool Whip comes whip. in? Yes. Like that kind of tub is yeah. basically what he's talking about. Like okay, that, or Like a lot of drugstore type tobaccos historically came in containers like that and some yeah. some other tobaccos still do huh. um and so yeah so father isaac you're you're going to want to take this out of that it, well, well, I, so let me ask you this do those because yeah. if you get the cool whip or you get the uh the what'd you say margarine yeah generally you got the plastic covering on top of it alongside of like the top like yeah where you peel off the plastic does it the same thing for pipe tobacco as well you know i'm actually not sure yeah. about that i bet it probably is okay. but um my my guess is, look before i answer this i already answered it like yeah you're going to want to transfer it unless <laughs> bury the lead there unless you're going through it pretty quick you know father eyes like if it if this is something that you're you're crushing you know pretty fast then yeah you don't really necessarily need to worry about it but i think on average like you know if this is a tobacco that you want to keep super fresh and uh, you'll be going through it over the course of more than a month. Then, yeah, put it in a mason jar. I think you'll you'll be glad you did. Uh, you know, the, certainly it. You know, there's always it, there's always kind of a grief in that because you're you know separating the tobacco from its original packaging and. Oh, uh, you know, we take it out of our beautiful tins and put it in these, you know, clunky mason jars. And so it's, but it's just part of, um, you know, kind of keeping the tobacco, you know, at optimal smokability. And so I think that's probably what you need. Those, those containers are okay, you know, for a while, but they're, they're really thin. I think they, you know, are going to leak moisture like a sieve. You know, I just, I think it's probably safer to go ahead and put it in a mason jar. Yeah. yeah plus it looks nicer, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, like you now have me in visually like visualizing pipe tobacco stored in a cool whip container. Yeah. It, generally, the ones, though, you see for pipe tobacco is a little taller. They're not as wide as a cool whip uh, container, okay. but it's that same exact same material, same material and same design with the little plastic lid and everything. So so but but, you know, you'll see them a, almost um, almost the size or like, you know, those smaller coffee cans. Yeah. 
Maybe maybe a size like that, okay. but of a material of that that same kind of making. I just think it looks nice in a mason jar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go, Father. Uh, thank you so much for that question. And hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, you can send it in the show. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire, Quest Jones! Ow! All right, man. Quick fire questions. Okay. <laughs> so, as I mentioned on a previous episode, there's a lot of quick fire questions that we're doing this time around that are pulled from the Harry Potter house yeah. sorting system. <laughs> I, I never actually asked you. That's so funny. Like, I know that you didn't read. You didn't read Harry Potter. I did. You, you didn't watch the movies. I watched the first. Maybe two movies. But you're familiar enough with like... I know about the hat picking thing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that. Do you know the names of the houses? I'm curious. I know there's a Gryffindor and a Slytherin. Okay, well, those are the big two. Yeah. You got Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. Okay, I remember those now that you say that. You, You would probably be a Hufflepuff. That sounds about But right. you might be a Ravenclaw. I don't know. It's, I'm just, I'm just, everybody says Hufflepuff is the coolest. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to have to see. The cool kids. Yeah. All right. So again, even though we're pulling from that, uh, this is not necessarily to determine that. Just, I just want to acknowledge Just throwing it. it out there. Well, I feel like people, any, like there's going to be like a couple of people who are going to make, these questions sound familiar. Oh, Bo's definitely a Hufflepuff. Or I, he, right. I'm pretty, I think I'm a Gryffindor from every single thing I've done. I'm definitely not a Ravenclaw because I'm not smart enough. Okay. I'm just going to ask the questions. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. What do you hate the most? Hunger, cold, loneliness, boredom, or being ignored? Golly. Yeah. I, this makes me want to... There's some good questions in here. This makes me want to drink the rest of that Jack Daniel. <laughs> um, so, so loneliness. <laughs> golly. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, wow, mm. that's terrible. Um, you probably loneliness. Mm. I think being ignored for me. I, I think, I mean, loneliness is probably like a close second. Those are kind of cousins, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like, I, I think, because um, like a, a week ago, prior to us coming here, let me say that. Yeah. Prior to us coming here, I was getting ready for, you know, we did the Kickstarter launch. And of course, that, that's now closed out. And whether we succeeded or not, I have no earthly idea because <laughs> future me knows and I don't know. But But I was doing all that. My wife was in. DC and we had been working on the project together and, but she had to be in DC for work and so she wasn't there. And then of course the kids were at school and you know, I felt very lonely and I hated that feeling of loneliness, but I could, I could exist in it. You know what I mean? Like I I could do that being ignored when I am at my weakest, like, like when, when I'm like angry, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? When like, when I fail the hardest, it's Mm. typically because that feeling of being ignored because that feeling of being ignored feels like disrespect and yeah to yeah you know and it, it's it's not a good thing it's a bad thing and it's something that that i have to deal with but that feeling of disrespect tends to evoke a reaction from me that mm-hmm. you know and so i'm not saying that it's a good thing that i hate this the most but i, I think if i make but it's to, if you're honest with yourself exactly yeah that's probably oh, what it makes does. sense yeah. yeah all right uh next one if you had to live with a curse okay okay one of these curses oh yeah we should have done this one back in like <laughs> if you had to live with a curse which would you prefer werewolf zombie after you die vampire or mummy which is basically just a more fashionable zombie <laughs> i put that part in because i was like a zombie with toilet paper yeah right? i mean like literally like has this been discussed a zombie is like a, a mummy is literally a zombie yeah but like with with a different clothing sense that's well it. i can immediately write off zombie and mummy because that those have post-death 
implications ramifications yeah, yeah, that sure. I'm not interested in. So um, <laughs> you, you want the benefits of your quote unquote curse right now. Yeah, right now. And then I don't want to deal with them in eternity. So okay, All right, <laughs> um, I'll probably go with werewolf, I think. You know, the nice thing about a werewolf is you can't control it, right? I mean, it's like, it's just something that happened to you. Yeah. You know, you, you it's a full moon and you know, you lock yourself up on the full moon. You're yeah, fine. No, that's right. That's good. I, I think I would too. Zombie. There's just not a whole lot of perks of zombie. I know that like they were really not. Yeah. Well, actually not zombie vampires. I was going to say there's not a whole lot of perks of vampire. And I know that like, what was that show? Twilight. Twilight made it all classy. You can't ever eat garlic again. That's torture. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Definitely not vampire. Yeah. No, definitely not vampire. (laughs) You can only get killed by a stake to the heart. Isn't that a thing? Vampire? I think so. A stake to the heart, your head chopped off. Uh, sunlight, you can't be outside because oh, sunlight, sunlight will kill you. Yeah. There's actually holy water will get you. Okay, werewolf. Yeah. This is an easy answer, werewolf. Only way to kill a werewolf is with silver bullets. You're basically immortal unless somebody happens to be carrying around silver bullets. Well, I do drink Coors Light. <laughs> All right, let's, last, <laughs> last one. <laughs> Confession time. Did you ever cheat in college, high school, or otherwise? And if so, how? Yes. And I think in a, High school, I copied someone's math homework. Oh wow! I think so. Okay. Yeah. If I, I, I think I, th- I didn't cheat in college that I can remember. I hope not. But um, but yeah, I think I do remember cheating in high school. Interesting. And I think it was like in trig or something. Okay, so you copied off somebody's homework. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That's um, that, that's that's pretty cute. Yeah. Uh, Miss Luscombe, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I cheated so much in high or in high school. It's crazy. <laughs> that's not that's not entirely true. No, I. Um, but no, the when I cheated, I typically cheated big. Yeah. So uh, summer before my senior year, I hadn't done any of my reading. And this is confession time. Summer reading. Yeah. Okay. Did y'all y'all have summer reading? Yeah. We were setting the standard at my high school. Or that's well, what you went to Flowood Tech, Tech, so right. Yeah. yeah, I went to public school, so I mean, we were you know we had our chickens running around. And stuff, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Well, so all right, so the summer before our <laughs> senior year, I I had not done my my summer reading, and what I did was I found every single person in our class who at, who also didn't do our summer reading. Yeah. And what I did was you were supposed to read this long textbook. And basically, you had to write an outline, a detailed outline of what happens in every single chapter. So what I did was we organized it all at my, my friend's house, and we had I had assigned everybody to one chapter, and everybody mm-hmm. was supposed to read one chapter and write that chapter in outline. Then I had two guys that were taking all of the notes and making individual difference. I think we had twenty three people in total working on this project. We had, and uh, <laughs> this and is really sophisticated. Yeah, it, it was maybe it may have been actually in the like late teens, but somewhere it was somewhere in there, it was like somewhere between fifteen and twenty some. And, uh, and they had to go through and they had to differentiate the outlines so that it wasn't clear that they were all, you know, coming wow. from the same source. Wow. And so the homework got done. The great thing is that I, <laughs> the great thing is that the entire time I was getting people water, making sure everybody had everything they needed to do. Didn't read a lick of the book. John yeah. David. Didn't, didn't, do, like, didn't, yeah. do a lick of, didn't read a lick of the book. Man, that's amazing. I learned more managerial skills yeah from right that, you know what i mean like like that's the thing <laughs> this that is was how a, you justify it no <laughs> this is a- tr- this is fair the work got done <laughs> and like the thing is what they called cheating in high school we now call collaboration that's in like true. the real yeah. world <laughs> so i was just ahead of the game is the way i see it but anyway don't cheat in school if you're listening, or I, I think what I did was far more of an education than otherwise. <laughs> I feel, I feel, you know, what, maybe I'm a Slytherin actually now that I think yeah, about it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going in that direction pretty oh, hard. Oh man, oh man. All right, well there you go. That's those are funny. Those are our quick fire questions. If you got some quick fire questions for us, send them in the show. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. 
your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man, we got one in from C.M. Gilbert. What did Gilbert have to say? Uh, C.M. Gilbert, I've recently, in the last two months, returned to my pipe and even rescued a Camoys and Savinelli estate pipe from eBay. I've really enjoyed the banter between the two of you. It brings the genuine and insightful to a generally superfluous and hectic world. I've really enjoyed all the shows, but the ones so far that have brought a proper pause were the From the Library episodes on the books The Miracle of Mindfulness and Grief Observed. Mm. Just so you know, Douglas Gresham was Jack's adopted son who lived with him after his mother's death. You can find some of his talks on YouTube. He had a unique perspective being a young man with one of the greatest minds of the 20th century. Thanks for helping my commute to and from a difficult job. And that's from CM Gilbert. Man, thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad you, you know, particularly enjoyed those. And it makes me want to go back and and reread those those things and listen to some of those uh, those pieces again. They were um that, that was good. I'm glad you glad you enjoyed it. Man, Gilbert, thank you for that. You know, the the grief observed, that's gonna come back into play in our faith episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about that particular episode we did very recently. And it's going to come back into play specifically, uh, and and I've, I've I've already thought about how uh, I want to reference that and, and something from that. But sure, it's nice to hear, man. And it's good to hear from uh, folks like uh, you know, especially what y'all have enjoyed about the new series, and you know, uh, even even those of you who wrote in and said that this or that isn't my particular you know cup of tea. We just we appreciate all that feedback for sure. Yeah, man, we are right now sitting just a few days away from from Thanksgiving. Y'all are going to be in town, I'm sure. Okay. And well, yeah, I know. Got it. Can't leave far at uh, Thanksgiving because Black Friday is the very next day. Are you able to share out any kind of Black Friday deals or anything of that nature? Give people, a you know, as we're recording, no, I, I we haven't finalized any of that yet. Okay. So, um, yeah. But, what is your process for? Th- I mean, I know that it, it's like accounting and such, but in terms of like, yeah, do you do you have? There's there any kind of like? Well, uh, yeah, it's got to make sense as far as what we can afford to do, and also like how much we need to you know drive sales, and if there's new products we really want to draw attention to, or maybe uh-huh. maybe products that you know have kind of are we really think are great but have kind of you know not been you know as frequented lately and so we you know we think a lot about a lot of those things when we start thinking about black friday but um i'm sure we'll do something related to pipes and pipe tobacco yeah, well <laughs> imagine that that's uh imagine that it's a fair fair bet fair bet fair bet all right well fair enough man well i'm looking forward to uh to being in town and uh and seeing you i'm sure i'll pop in very briefly while you're gonna be way too Busy to say, hey, oh, man, it'll be crazy, but I, I do look forward to seeing you. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, you know, you and I were about to head out to the uh, Las Vegas Pipe Show as we're recording this right now, which That's means right. that that episode, if I'm not mistaken, will be coming out next week. So look forward to our uh, live show from Las Vegas headed your way next week. We're going to have a we're going to have a blast. We're anticipating it. Brian Levine is texting me right now asking where we are. <laughs> so so we got we to gotta do that. Um, but uh, man, I want to encourage everybody, if uh, if you'd like to keep in touch with us, please do so. You can email the show, show at countrysquireradio.com. You can follow the show at Squire Radio, John David at John David Cole, the shop at underscore Country Squire. And all that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com. All right, man. You ready to do this? Man, let's do it. I'm excited. Let's go have a day. See you, brother.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.